Hey, welcome back to the Blue Collar Off-Road Podcast, episode 40, I think? That would be correct. Yeah, so we have Kate on, along with the usual crew of Cody, Luke, uh, Richie, and myself. And Kate's a friend of all of ours, uh, a big friend of Cody's, Cody's <laughs> girlfriend. I don't know. Like, how the fuck am I supposed to do this? So, you're <laughs> she's friend. Yeah, she's my special friend. The special friend. <laughs> Cody's special friend. <laughs> The specialist of friends. So, Caitlin, Caitlin was definitely a cool girl to find, honestly. Like, she was always into Jeeps, but, her, like, her dad was a big Ford guy. So, like, he always had, like, the, the like, the personality of, like, fuck Jeeps. They're pieces of shit. They always break down. Granted, hers has lived up talk. to that. Yeah, but, like, hers has definitely lived up to that. Oh, no. uh, that oh. Whatever. But, yeah. um, but, yeah, like, he... So she always just felt like they just weren't like the best vehicle to get into. And then like she found me and I was like, yeah, I fucking love these shit boxes. And it slowly like projected her love for them outwards. And then she was actually able to get one. And then now has done some pretty cool shit with her. So I'm happy that happy that I found her because it's, it's a pretty cool uh, opportunity to actually like go and like enjoy something that you love with the person you love. Uh, cheesy, whatever. But it's true, you know, but so you're gonna All put right, well, mansplain in this and let her talk? Yeah, enough with the the cheesy stuff. Uh, <laughs> tell us about the Jeep. Let's, well, let's hear it. Well, unfortunately, Cody made it sound way cooler than it actually is. Um, so an O six Jeep Wrangler, you know, basically a cookie cutter TJ for what it is. Um, it's on a two and a half inch lift, thirty fives. Basically, didn't really do much else besides that. A few other things, but I mean that's oh. more than most people can say, though. In all honesty, like right, you also have bumpers. You have a winch, right? Yeah, you're but- forgetting like those, like some round out features that I feel like you have that you're sidelining that sort of make it more than what most people's TJ build would be. Okay, well, let me. Okay, I'll Let's explain. Go, go into the, like <laughs> right. The, the- so. I think the biggest thing was the new steering, which is trash, by the way. <laughs> you can go into it if you want. Yeah. Um, it's just horrible. Heim steering is just not the best. We finally mm. found mm. how we can make it work. Hold on. Okay. Just to yeah. clarify. So the steering is Steinjager. I think, I don't know if her audio cut out when other people were talking over her before, but it's Steinjager and it's the bent steering style to go around your sway bars, like a stock sway bar setup. I believe that because a Heim steering setup is not bad as long as you pretty much have pretty straight uh, like uh, drop hitman and then tie rods and all that or whatever. Um, So I think that that's her problem is there's like uh, the movement of the arms actually going up and down. Go ahead. Yeah, so, and I think, I don't know if we've covered this previous on previous podcasts, but I think we definitely have. It's, or maybe if if I didn't, I was talking with Jacob about it. When you've got a steering setup like that with the, you know, the bent angle and you just install it like they, I mean, I've never installed one, like a Steinjager style kit. But when Mm -hmm. it's got that bend in it, like you were saying before I cut you off, (laughs) it it rattles around there and it slaps the, um, uh, I guess even the, I was actually talking to a guy with a JK who's got a tie rod setup, but it's got that bent front link and it just, it slaps the, uh, um, 
what the hell is it? It must be the drag link that's yeah. bent. And it slaps the tie rod. And it's just to cl- like all JKs with, or not all probably, but a lot of JKs with that aftermarket steering stuff, they have to deal with that. And the, you know, the guy was like, yeah, I hate it. It's the stupidest thing ever. Um, like, I, I should have just not touched it. Not to throw any shade, but Mark Nebs was dealing with rotation. I can't remember if his was perfectly straight or not, but I know that he was having an issue where we had to clock the Himes. Yep. Uh, Speaking of which, Caitlin. Yes. So, to solve my problem of having a dead spot in my steering wheel, which was not great trying to go 80 down the highway, um, did decide to oppose the Himes, and that has made a massive difference in the steering of the Jeep, which I can't complain. I mean, now it's actually an okay kit for steering. <laughs> Other than that, probably wouldn't recommend somebody to buy it, but so I mean, um, I hate to interject too much here, but there was a, I forget if it was a night or an afternoon at the shop when I still had the shop in Terryville with uh, Cody who had the TJ that day. And we ended up having to oppose and tack weld the uh, steering in place with a tack on the jam nuts after locking the jam nuts down. So that way it wouldn't keep loosening up. Because that was another major problem with that Steinjäger kit is it uses all right-hand thread heims. And because of that, one side would loosen up. The other side would be tight as a motherfucker. But that other side's loosened up and the things just slapping around and then you've got the play and the threads going on too yeah yeah so we never i feel like i was there that day you were because i think that was the same day that you blindly welded uh marco's like manifold like the little rattly piece (laughs) yes okay so when we busy day yeah we did a lot you were i think you were welding your cage that day you were welding your cage, but then we did Marco's manifold, and then we did Caitlin's steering. Was that what was going on? Because I remember driving my Jeep out of there. Oh, then I don't no, remember now. No, I did uh, Marco's manifold when it was nice out, and Luke did the cage during the winter. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, but yeah no. so we never... Oh, sorry. That sorry. doesn't line up. Um, yeah, it doesn't line up. <laughs> My Jeep was in there because I was having the the power steering pump grenaded that day. So I was swapping yep, the yep. power steering pump and the lines, and we did that. And then we pushed his uh, – I took that for a test drive while Kish welded up Marco's stuff. And then I tack yep. welded up um, Kate's steering mm-hmm. and track So when we did that that day, we never opposed them. We kept them straight because we didn't want them binding. And it's not like it kind of sucks to oppose the steering heims when it's built like that because it does you can feel the whole steering system bind just a tad bit. Um, like you can kind of feel it putting pressure on the uh, um, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, the <What is laughs> webcam is absolutely going great. The webcam, uh. I don't think Cody plugged it in enough. (laughs) Um, uh, So, either way, regardless of that thing, doing its thing. Yeah, so we never oppose them, which it kind of sucks, though, because it does does bind a bit. Um, Not enough that it matters, but, like, she had this really scary 
like feeling in her steering wheel with when they weren't opposed it legitimately would like there was like just a floaty spot in the center you had zero road pressure as you were driving straight so you the only time you actually had road pressure against the wheel uh if, if you, i think that's the best way to describe it i don't know if yeah, you guys no, have a better sense um but like the only way you had road pressure was when it was actually like turning like the so that way it actually put pressure up against the uh the pitman arm it would put pressure back into your wheel like like in your hand it was very odd and yes it was aligned granted we went to a normal uh just a mechanic shop that like i used to work in like really i i trust the guys there and they said that they aligned it to spec of whatever um the stock was which doesn't fucking work but whatever is what it is um but yeah do you want to talk about your fun ground problems that you've been having lately? Mm. Oh, sure. Why not? I'm so... Call you out here real quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Where do I begin with this? So... At the start. Yeah. Oh, Richie. <laughs> so, um, I'd say, like, a while ago, started having a problem where my um, battery gauge on my cluster would just kind of bounce around randomly would go down to like nine, 10, go back to 14, whatever. Ended up kind of wire brushing my grounds and everything to the best of my knowledge, at least didn't really know where the grounds were. So I was just kind of going off Google. Um, long story short, ended up finding out that the ground on my engine block was giving me problems. So Struggled to get it off, didn't end up getting it off, just kind of kept wire brushing around it. Um, and then from there, basically had the same exact problem, figured it was the battery, figured it was the alternator, replaced both. And then just a couple weeks ago, kind of had the same problem, but wire brushing did not fix the issue this time around. Um, so ended up figuring out that it was another ground on my engine block that was giving me problems so my jeep just hates me at this point um yeah <laughs> Wait, so it's not fixed no so it is there was so <laughs> there was this ground like okay either way somehow for some way somebody played with that wiring harness in that section it was routed up and over the dipstick tube which it like you could look at it, it completely was out of like it was in a way that just shouldn't have been done so it's either the ground was uh that ground that i pulled off and it was like a ground that actually had like a buck connector onto it but it wasn't a buck connector it was like an actual plastic connector kind of weird didn't really make sense for a ground to be like that but either way maybe it was like the sensor for the alternator because i don't think it ever had a problem like actually pr putting power to the battery i think something in the sensors was bad to the point that it wasn't telling the alternator to continue charging the battery is kind of so there was something so in there that was causing that I'm going to go on a little bit of a nerd thought here, but my theory on that is because that is the ground for the central harness and also a partial ground for your PCM. If I remember correctly, your PCM would be seeing a higher voltage than it would be expecting. So it'd be like, yeah, alternator, you're, you know, I'm getting my voltage here. Uh, you don't need to do jack shit. Uh, in fact, you could like kind of fuck off politely. Um, because it's not grounded properly, so you're basically shorting out, and the PCM's like, yep, yeah, everything's perfectly okay here, don't need to worry about it, and then when you ground it, it's like, oh, hey, uh, yeah, could I have a little juice now? Like... <laughs> <laughs> 
So, well, let's less uh, ducks Sorry. and jeeps and beaches on the Cherokee. Let's talk about the wheeling. You're, the um, thing that whoa, you just whoa, love. Whoa, whoa. Oh, I got some oh, more questions. Oh, shit. My bad. My bad. So, um, Sorry. <laughs> so, well, we got to like build the person up before we get to the wheeling and build the jeep up That's before true. we get to the wheeling. So, Come on. what other Character stuff has here. been done here? Because I know that there have been multiple stressful nights of throwing things at the shop and raging about broken bolts from a terrible, <laughs> terrible set oh. of magic bolts. Oh, God. Yeah. Hot mess. Um, oh! Well, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> he did um, end up upgrading the front upper and lower control arms which were great um i had to cry to get the other set half price it was amazing love poor four by four <laughs> um, yeah yeah <laughs> so do you know do you remember why you needed the control arms no i don't so your 31s were chopped and it was giving you a <laughs> shake so we felt that it might have been the control arm bushings and so she ordered the the two lowers got the two uppers in the mail and was like i think you were just so frustrated with like problems with your jeep that you literally were just like i don't know you called them or whatever like you cried to the or no i called him and then i mentioned that you had cried he was like i'm so sorry i'll i'll give you the i'll give you the uh the lowers at half price i got you and like i got (laughs) off the phone i literally I literally looked at her and I'm like, you shouldn't be rewarded for fucking having a temper tantrum. Like, this isn't okay. <laughs> but, like, I, I give them so much credit. Like, anytime I see, like, on any, like, off-road page, if it's somebody with, like, a stock Cherokee who's looking, or stock TJ, or WJ, or fucking ZJ, like, any of that typical D30 style front end, every single time I point them to core 4x4. Other hey. than, and I probably should mention the fucking fine thread bolts that come with the <laughs> fucking control arms. Oh, the absolute fucking headache that those caused. Um, they looked like they looked like pretty nice bolts. Like when we pulled them out of the package, like we were like, oh yeah, these are sweet. Like didn't even think anything of it. And we start to put them in and Luke's torquing them down. I think we were only put them at like 80 fucking uh, foot pounds or something like that. It was either 80 or 110. One of the two. It was um, 80 and that was on the lowers. Yeah, <laughs> and it just kept tightening. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's going and going and going and going and going. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, homie, something's not right here. He said something, and then we pulled the thing off. Or actually, no, we had no. to cut it off. Yeah, <laughs> we had to cut it off because the fucking threads were completely stripped. Like it was so frustrating. <laughs> like what? I think they fucked up the heat treat on them because it just bottomed out and i felt it starting to like gain a little bit of pressure and then just nice and easy and that bad kind of easy not that like yeah but like that (laughs) oh my god that perfectly describes it (laughs) (laughs) oh i'm happy about them they they are very nice control arms, even though me and Luke did put the lowers on backwards, but we won't talk about that. Um, fix that. No. The other thing that has no. always sort of been a criticism that I've had about those lowers is those things are fucking kinked. It's not bent. It's kinked. Oh. It's the tube is kinked. And I mean, it doesn't matter. Probably not, but uh, I don't know. It just to me, I've always been like, why, why did you kink that tube? 
why didn't you just bend it? But I, because I guess it technically would give it less structural integrity because it's already creating a bend in the product. Like a, yeah, but then you've got to think the factory control arms are literally like it's, <laughs> a, it's not even a full box. It's <laughs> just like I don't know what how thick do you think that stuff is? Like an eighth, just with know. some yeah. bends in it and bushings it's at tiny. the end. It's not. <laughs> I like do it's know structural that Cody has proven that you can do some very dumb things on them, though. Yeah, me or Kish. Kish was one of those those stock boys for a long. Th- Actually, he was one of them longer than I was because right as I did my four and a half inch lift, I went to uh, my lowers at least. Kish was running fucking stock uppers and lowers out of thirty fives and just hammering the thing. I mean, I, yeah, I have witnessed uh, Marvell fold his uppers though when he tried to downside the little step up at Marvell, and that was pretty comical. That like, it, was. But he yeeted the drive shaft, and somehow the 260 spicers were just totally fine. <laughs> yep, my five. Oh, sorry. I I do want to say whoever said something about kinking the control arms, it is proven that a kink is weaker than a smooth bend. Yeah. Oh because yeah, that, that, that is the real thing. So it's I I don't understand why anyone would actually kink anything you know i mean they're painted pretty colors so fuck you guys they're painted i mean core four by four has such a great selection of colors they do i mean they're they're fairly affordable too right that's the the thing with them is they're they're cheap 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 Uh, you can get them pretty they're they're cheap adjustable control arms no so guys sorry sorry not well okay if, I mean, if Caitlin wants Probably, to, I mean, uh, she's the one that yeah. bought them. So, well, I can't remember exactly how much they were, but I have to say they were worth the price. Um, if I remember correct, altogether, I think I paid like maybe around three seventy five for all of them. So yeah, for uppers and lowers. Yeah, because half price for the V twos though. She there. So there's uh V ones which are rubber rubber. V2s are one Johnny joint, one rubber, and then V3s are Johnny joint, Johnny joint. Um, Or a a similar style Johnny joint. I don't know. There's another style joint that's not a Johnny joint, but it's like similar in that sense. Yeah, Um, I know what you're talking about. The Johnny joints can yeah, that's like I mean, at least last time I bought them it was like 55 per joint. I don't know if that's, you know, depends on the size of the joint and other things. Yeah, I, I mean, we're so, buying... I mean, that's $200 right there for half the side, just doing half of the, you know, mm-hmm. control arms. Doing one side, the other side being rubber, which would probably still be... Uh, that adds up, right? Yeah. You're still not... When you're thinking about the actual control arms, you're not paying that much money for the arm. You're paying for the joints and, you know, the, the kink and the powder coat and everything else. <laughs> like, it, it, that's not bad. That's a reasonable price. So, Richie, so, yeah. um, you're muted. Um, so you mentioned that you have a core four by four track bar because Kate, Caitlin has a Steinager one, and I'm not a huge fan of it. it the the style like DJs have weird track bars to begin with. Like a lot of the it? kits you get, they're the they'll extend it, and it'll be some bolt on, and then. They either want you to drill holes in the side of the track bar mount, I think, or they want you to weld it to the, the cast. 
Because I think yeah. her track bar mount, like the actual frame side, is cast, if I remember but correctly. It's cast steel because it gets welded onto the unibody, so that's different yep. than cast iron. Cast frame, steel. It has a has a frame. Sorry, frame unibody. <laughs> I'm so used to having to repair rust on them that you know they might as well be a unibody. Ooh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, the uh, I know their track bars, the factory ones at least, are kind of odd. I was taken aback the first time I saw it because I was so used to Cherokees with just four bolts, just goes together, and then you get to a TJ and you're like, oh, that's a little different. It's not as easy. Yeah, down here I'll say this. Um, there still is rot problems down here, even on like it's more so on the YJs than the TJs, but they have a lot of frame rot issues. It's fucking weird. Well, every Wrangler does because they don't have drain holes in the proper spots. I know, but like stuff normally doesn't rot down here. Yeah, well, oh, sorry. Oh, well. Give it time. Everything rots eventually. <laughs> <laughs> but as I was saying, Richie, do you like how the Cora 4x4 does theirs? Yeah. Yeah, I, I had zero complaints doing my install for it. It uh, Because I, I got the uh, bracket to go with it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it was pretty easy. We had to work, me and Luke had to work a little bit to get the bracket on with all four bolts just because of my stiffeners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's so just the, how it goes. I, I'd say that's probably the only thing that I would say negative about it is just they, they more companies should do things in mind with stiffeners. Yeah, you, yeah. You'd, you'd think they'd, I mean, some companies I think do. Uh, have the holes sort of ovaled, or I don't know what the technical term for that yeah, is. That when you kind of you well, oval I it out and they give you this. adjustability. I hate to right. say this, but as far as lifted Jeeps go, let's be real. People that actually stiffen their stuff are kind of like an exception. A lot of people that wheel it do, but there's a lot more people out there that just buy kits to slap them on and go. Mm hmm. Oh yeah, no. It's uh, that, that's. Th- I was just saying that's probably my only complaint about the thing, and I think it was like about a hundred and ten, a hundred and twenty dollars too. No, it was more than that. I think it was like a hundred and eighty. But it for came. The, no. for the wait for the front stiffeners. No, for the no front for the uh, 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 yeah, it was bar. more than that. I didn't think so. I could stiffeners be were a hundred and twenty. Yeah, I ordered all of that shit for you at the same time. Boltons are fucking expensive. Yeah, I like I like haven't bought boltons in a while, so I've you know hearing these prices, it's taking me taking me back a little bit. <laughs> That's true. I've been there. <laughs> so, not to steal too much of the show, but uh, what was your thoughts on coming to the shop? I mean. I'm pretty used to it. When I was younger, I would just spend time in the garage with my dad. So, like, that's just something I was used to. Um, flashlight. Basically. Wrong <laughs> 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 one. Um, and, I don't know, I mean, I enjoyed it when I did hang out with him. And those are kind of some of my best memories with my dad, is just hanging out with him um, in our garage. So, I mean, I don't know. I wasn't opposed to it. It kind of wasn't something that struck me as abnormal, if you will. Um, And I was kind of also excited at the same time just because of the fact that 
you know, I didn't have that much knowledge at the time of, you know, Jeeps, and I still don't really have much compared to everybody else in the club currently, which, you know, I'll get there eventually, but... Oh, more than Dan, so don't don't yeah. give yourself too little well, credit, like... I didn't go that far, but... Um, I mean, well, you fixed... You handled your own ground problems. His Jeep's still been broken as he's been like complaining to Graham, like fix it, Graham, help me. So he hasn't he hasn't asked me to fix anything recently. <laughs> oh, good. Wow, I'm impressed. <laughs> and I can't I understand. I can't understand though him asking to get the stiffeners welded on. Yeah. Well, yeah he he wanted us to do that. The issue is it's just a matter of us finding the time to do it and you know it it does take a decent chunk of time so i mean i can do stuff for cheap but i i can't do it for free which is yeah. sort of what he was looking for oh so that's see that's a rough job to ask somebody to do for free like yeah regardless of who it is <laughs> I, it depends it did depends on the scenario <laughs> it like if it driveway on a weekend when there was nothing else going on like sure i don't care just come scrape it off and i'll weld it on like you can do the bitch work and i'll weld mm -hmm. them that's fine but uh, it's different when you're at you know i'm at jacob's shop we're working on like a million other things million other things that could be getting worked on and we have to do that like sorry cody so not to throw shade here, but there's no way in fucking hell that you would have gotten your shit done if you weren't the one that was doing the majority of the work on it. I mean, I did most. I paid Richie 40 bucks at the end to help me out with the recipe because <laughs> I was just so frustrated. And like, no, but like absolutely right though. Like I don't have a fucking clue when it comes to welding. Like I'm like, I'm legitimately was, I was taught by Stevie Wonder's guide dog practically. Like that's how it feels. Um, not not throwing shade at you for how you taught me. I'm just saying, like, I'm just that bad. I can't fucking get the right rhythm down. So, absolutely. Like, if I didn't have you weld the center section where the actual cross member went across, or if I didn't have, like, Richie finish up that last section, it would have gotten done, but it would have been just, like, pulling tooth and nail, and I probably just would have been like, yeah, it's fine, and then just sprayed over and called it a day. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... One of the projects that was kind of entertaining for me to watch was you stripping that Dana 44, which also ties into why your TJ isn't exactly like every other. All that she, she didn't get to explain why she's excited to go oh, down to the shop. My bad, my bad. We'll come back and hit that. <laughs> I mean, I kind of already did, but oh. you know, I just looked at the shop as kind of like a learning experience. I get to, you know, help you guys out when I can. I get to learn what the hell goes into half of the builds that you guys are building. Um, I learned about, you know, cages, some of the stuff like I still don't quite understand, which, you know, is what it is. I'm sure I'll learn from experience, you know, eventually, hopefully building my own um, to a bit bigger and better than what it is. But I don't know. I mean, I, I did really enjoy the time that I was down at the shop, so... Fair okay. enough. Um, now I'll come back in with that. And it was funny as hell watching you because you're like probably what, 8,500 pounds with the oh, sawzall in there. Damn, she a <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. She's always just been in the category of extra small. Yes. <laughs> 
extra, oh, extra 8,500, 100, pounds. like, okay, okay. Whoa. <laughs> uh, watching you get thrown around by the Sawzall was fucking hilarious. <laughs> but at the same time, you want your shit done, I'm gonna take the same approach to you as I gave to Cody of do your shit. It, it I'm was, I... Help. <laughs> I see. I see what Luke's coming from because, like, like when he did that to me, and that it was just like fucking do it. Like <laughs> nobody else is gonna do it for you, so do it. Well, I did. I like me and him took the same approach to Caitlyn, and I still remember her fucking arms were like just like vibrating back and forth because she just didn't have the arm strength to hold it still. I think it was just like <laughs> so funny. I think I have a video of it somewhere. It might be on my old phone now, but. Um, go ahead, Luke. Sorry, just had to no, that was it. That's all I got on that. <laughs> so, but, have uh, you decided between uh, doing JK axles or tons yet? Has an has a special uh, Ryan person maybe suggested the one tons enough to where you're gonna do tons? Well, um, haven't put too much thought into it. I mean, I've kind of considered both options because, in reality, how much am I gonna wheel or? Rather, how hard am I going to wheel compared to you guys? I mean, you know, not much. So is tons really viable option for me? Kind of looking towards the JK axles, but I don't know just yet. Still tossing it up between both, so. I mean, realistically, the dividing line is, do you want a Jeep? How do I put this? Do you want a Jeep on up to 37s that will happily go and run all the blues and most of the blacks in the area without a problem, except for the FNF blacks? Or do you want a Jeep that's going to be able to go and run the blacks and start touching the reds? That's like really where the dividing line is. And then the added weight and complexity that comes with one tons. I mean, you're still going to have it's it with the, the JK stuff, but it's mainly the weight. That's yeah. where I was going to say, you know, when, yeah. it, when it all said and done, it's the weight is what's going to kill you or, or be, I guess, beneficial in some cases, right? But uh, if you're driving it on the road, it's better that your Jeep doesn't weigh 5,000 pounds. <laughs> like, it's it, it definitely helps that little 4.0 get a little better gas mileage. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree with that as well. I mean, the, the, so to throw something in, like I, so I don't know if you guys follow, uh, plum crazy TJ on Instagram, but like she wheeled her Jeep thirties. I think she had a, I think she had a 35 in the rear and nobody ever really gave her shit until she went fucking tons, dude. The amount of shit that she gets, like, uh, the, they were giving her shit because like she flexed her Jeep out and she was holding her coil over and they were like, that wouldn't happen if you had limit straps. It's it's just it's crazy to see though, like how Instagram really, or not even Instagram, but like social media and how people proje- like project how other people should be when they're on tons. Yeah, I, I'm I'm having a thunderstorm too, Graham. I know you just looked yeah, over hope, and like. Hopefully, we don't lose a lose connection here. <laughs> that in mind. But like, I can see where like it also like just the like taking away that availability for people to just give you pointless shit by not having tons is also kind of beneficial like i mean like as, as everybody like they're like oh that jeep's on tons i bet it wheels like a motherfucker and then they don't like it just gives ample opportunity for people to talk shit 
Yeah, well, my I mean, favorite thing is getting shit when the dude's on like thirty ones and a thirty and a thirty five. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, dude, I'm more than. You know what, my Jeep. Yeah, you're right. My Jeep is garbage. I'll put two hundred bucks down on having a problem on the same obstacle. <laughs> I'll, I'll pay for your gas too. <laughs> if you can't make it up, no problem. I'll I'll eat it and I'll just happily sit there smirking contently. Um, <laughs> that that happened on the shop Instagram page at some point. It did. Yeah, yes, I, I remember. remember that. That was the your one video that went uh, you know, yeah, viral and that got like sixty thousand views by the time it was done circulating. Holy more shit. than that. Wow. It was more than that because a couple pages shared it and one page alone was at like 55,000. That's fucking wild. And then there, there was another page that was at like 25, 30,000. It was weird. <laughs> so the moral of the story is just bang rev limiter and you'll go Instagram famous. Basically. <laughs> the, the other thing that I uh, was going to say is I've got a friend in Rhode Island who actually has uh, a JK30 under his XJ and I think a 44 rear and he's done a lot of it's on 37s he's done a ton of work to make those axles stronger uh, you know it's and it he, he it's a driver as well he the thing drives well he doesn't he's doing I'm talking about you know, Massa like no, Massa. no 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 okay I'm talking he's, about he's my buddy deep Josh deep. Oh, okay. Yep, 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 yep. So he's, it's, it's a, I think he's part of Eastern, or not Eastern, uh, Ocean State Jeepsters, I mm-hmm. think. He works at Barrett Fab. He actually, we should probably, I'll reach out to him. Maybe he wants to be cool to have him on. He's got a lot of good tech stuff that he does. He, his Jeep is very different, differently built than, uh, you know, most others I see. It's not, he doesn't go over the top with like all the stuff that everybody says you need, like one tons and all the other stuff, but he does, a bunch of really cool, interesting suspension work and on his and other. He's he reminds me of um, why am I blanking on his name? Jeremy. Uh, okay, cool. It, to some extent, he does stuff like that. He it's he's he's not building a bouncer out of his Cherokee. He's just building a capable rig that can you know do whatever. But he's got a JK thirty setup and forty four rear. I think he, you know, it's trussed and sleeved and just all the basic stuff that you do to a JK30 to make it strong. And he's got 37s on him and, and wheels it. So you can do it. And I know you're not going to be hitting limiter like Cody or like trying to roll the thing. So like, again, do you need the extra weight? It True. I would think not. What's so wrong with my style of wheeling, huh? You don't like it? <laughs> I don't mind it. You just need your your Jeep needs to catch up to your uh, habits. Is, oh, you didn't He's break saying it you're last abusive. God, it's you know what my dad always told me: drive it like you stole it. Okay, and I gotta <laughs> live up to it. So <laughs> you did steal it from an old lady. Right, fuck, man. Why? Why you gotta? You're right, but what the fuck? Come on. <laughs> she said Jesus brought the right person. Well, God will it. I'm fucking here. So hey, it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Bless just her, though. Like she, oh, sorry. She, 
it's okay. Bless her because she really did not know what that Jeep was going to go through when she said, here you go. And Well, she said it to Caitlin and then Caitlin was like, fuck this thing. This thing sucks. And I'm like, it's mine now. Like, oh, poor thing. <laughs> I oh, can't... so was was it supposed to be Caitlin's Jeep? Yeah, so, well, Caitlin, go ahead. Go ahead, babe. You, you tell the story. Okay, so we'll rewind a little bit. So when I first met Cody, he had this Jeep Pond Scum. I'm sure if you guys have been listening for a while, you'll know. Cody talked about we that. mentioned it maybe oh. once or twice, I think. Um, And, you know, I loved it. I fell in love with it. I wish it was still around. Breaks my heart every second that I thought. Um, Pond Scum did? Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Gross. Why? It- Don't... To, to clarify, the thing was a shitbox. Like, like I've owned seven Cherokees. That was one of my worst. <laughs> and somehow she loved it. <laughs> I, uh, it is what it is. Anyway, I wanted to look for something similar. Actually, I did think about a Wrangler at that time, but it just wasn't in my budget. Figured, hey, let me grab a Cherokee for 500 bucks. Call it a day. Fix it up. Daily it. So, ended up finding this one. Cody told me about Went to go look at it. We bought it. From there, it had major death prob- or death wobble problems. It was just not in my budget to be fixing it right now when I had a somewhat reliable daily at the time. So, you know, that's where it came into play, and that's how it was Cody's. <laughs> no. hmm. So you oh. owned a Cherokee, too, so you, it's... Right. Yeah, so you fit in, in, the, in the podcast. Uh, Te- technically, she's owned, too. Wow. So because that's Pond more than Scum, I've owned. Ponscum was supposed to be hers, but then it just again, similar thing, way too many problems for what she was trying to deal with. And I forget what I did with it. I think I gave it to Oh no, it went to a junkyard. We robbed the tranny out of it. We robbed like a bunch of shit out of it, and then it just went to a junkyard, poor thing. Dude, I sold the doors off of it for eighty dollars a door fucking highway robbery yeah well because like like this kid from uh munson mass came out to buy them because i guess like it's really really tough to find not rotted like old body doors so huh. he bought them for his mansion like i told him 80 bucks and he was like oh, yeah okay i'll be okay, there okay. and i'm like oh fuck i should have said 100 i guess like he was so stoked for like and i guess like anywhere like they're very very hard to find with like a clean inside and like yep. nice windows and uh like not rotted so i don't know so did Cody ever actually buy his Jeep? Or are you yeah. just buying them for him? No. Okay. Uh, no. Kate buys them and then doesn't like them, and then Cody buys them and destroys them. That's right. just how that's <laughs> Well, one, only one. The rest of them were my bad decisions. I dude, I've well, I had a, No, no, I've had seven. I know you've had seven, but two of them. If Pond Scum and the new one, I don't remember what you call it, uh, Donnie. Donnie. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Pond Scum was the donor. So then, then the black jeep would be the donee. So Donnie. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, uh, so I actually, it's funny you say that. So Caitlin technically gave me back the white one. I guess you could say it never really went to oh, her. Okay. Okay. Uh, it was right in the time of like her finally coming out to her dad that she liked Jeeps, and he was not stoked. He no. was pissed. He was like, "You're not oh dramatic than no, but yeah." Because I drove it down one day, and he was like, "This thing's just a trail rig." Like this, thing. he said it was a uh, 
Oh, he said something. It wasn't trail rig because that's my terminology. He said something. He was like, "This thing's a beater. Don't you're you're gonna get killed in it next second." Beater. Yeah, but he said something. It was it was it was funny, but like it definitely like if I wanted to, I, I guess I could have took it offensively. I'm like, damn, this thing's kind of nice though. Like, fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but yeah, and I drove it down to her house. It almost caught on fire because it was overheating, and then we had to wire. Marvell had to come down and help me wire the e fan to the ignition, and then it wouldn't turn off. It was a fucking mess. And yeah, like her dad was not chill with uh. <laughs> he was not okay with her taking that especially because at that time like he had he didn't really know that i had a, like good mechanical know-how on how to fix things and like he had been fixing her vehicles from that point like before that uh, so, so he thought he, he was getting a basket case correct <laughs> yeah, so like it's not like her dad controls her life it's just one of those things that he was just like i strongly advise you to not buy this like fuck you he didn't say fuck you sorry he's just like fuck that i'm not gonna help you if you buy it like if if you buy it, it's your problem you deal with it and then now he's helping her fix the jeeps <laughs> right <laughs> it's kind of like when the dad just says no i don't want the dog and then you see him on the couch cuddling them like same idea <laughs> but but yeah like I, I felt bad when Donnie had its problems too because like it, you were so excited. I remember you're so happy to finally have something that and then it was mint. Like the inside was fucking gorgeous. There was no smell to it. Like no you, every Cherokee you get into has that kind of like Volkswagen smell to it. Or it smells like crayons. Like, has that just what? weird Cherokee smell? <laughs> I've never heard the smell to a car called like a Volkswagen smell. What is crayons? Dude. Have you, you ever have you ever been in a Mark IV Volkswagen like the like the oh. Jettas the dude they literally smell like crayons yes. I think it's dude yes, the they rear do. I think it's either the rear headrest or that rear area where like the window goes like where you could obviously see it to like above the headrest in the back it must just bake and it legitimately smells like crayons but either way that I just G figured that was the uh, the vehicle owner's uh, leftover lunch. No, dude, that it literally they all smell like that. It's horrible. Even the leather seated ones, like they just smell. It's so weird. But you know how like every Cherokee has just like a like a little stink, you know? Slot slot in them. This one had fucking nothing, dude. The carpet was mint. Headliner was mint. It wasn't even sagging. And then I just came in. It was just like I think the first day I owned it, I'm like, we're cut or no, she still owned it. I'm like, let's cut the fenders. And she was like, uh, okay, cut them off instantly. She was like, I hate it. Oh, my God. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> uh, poor Jeep. Yeah. I don't know. After that rainstorm at uh, Badlands, my Jeep's kind of smelled a little odd. Oh. And the headliner, which was never glued on well, is now like fully detaching on the passenger side. So I don't know how I'm going to fix that because <laughs> the tubing goes straight through it. But thumbtacks. Uh, Does it do thumbtacks? No, no, they make, like, they make little like long. curly cues, but that just, eh, just what about the little know, flat I, thumbtacks? Like the ones that have like they're not like they're barely a quarter inch long and they have the flat bottom to and just stick it in. Yeah, but it's got a the actual tack. They make specific headliner thumbtacks that you can use. I might do that, but huh. it, the whole thing's just gonna fall down. Like it's just the adhesive didn't didn't adhere right. And I've never had good luck with that glue. I did it on both sides the board was all stripped down this is not the first time i've done a headliner on the thing and they always fall apart i don't know what i'm doing wrong so but, uh, i can actually tell you that answer 
So the only reason I know this is because Buckley just did his and his buddy did his as well. Buckley did not let it sit flat for 24 hours before hanging it back up for the glue to actually properly adhere. Do you uh, have to do that? Yeah. So my friend Austin, that. who has a white Cherokee, actually bought it from Sean probably about a year ago now and supposed to lift it if he's listening. Ahem, ahem, has the lift and everything, just hasn't done it. Um he's that's like that's literally like he said that's the trick is you have to let it sit flat for 24 hours and then put it up because buckley just did his and it's already sagging he's pissed yep. <laughs> no literally like i put mine in the next day it was like there were spots that were <laughs> shitty it's like what the fuck yeah, that makes I, sense i guess uh you know you can't expect miracles from adhesive if it's upside down pulling away from <laughs> board. so i don't know how i'm gonna maybe i'll try it again we'll see that would it's probably not going to happen to the winter which is not when you want to do that but you know we'll, we'll see perfect what's another uh, we'll do it again we'll just do it again when it falls over falls off again or you can just, just take it out just take no it out just solution. take them. yes roll the jeep crush the roof in and destroy the headliner fully that's the chad way yeah. to go about it I hope to God that he never crushes his tube enough that it destroys the headliner. If that happens, it's destroyed because his fucking gray matter went across it. Like, oh, I, how the fuck do you plan on crushing a roof that hard, Luke, with a cage? Uh, well, small rocks exist and they can generally, they poke like, through. poke down Big around. Cage. Okay, that's fair enough. Okay. Okay. I mean, that's where I was going with that. Just a couple of nice little oh. dents from rolling it down the mountainside. Not like I, crushing his gray matter. <laughs> I do yeah. have to mention the fact that Graham does have an affinity with trees, too. Speaking of which, thank you for that video, Kate. That was like prime. Dude, that tree was scary. That one was scarier than the second one. First right. one. That, so but this one was also solid. But this one, no, this one was softer. This one was a lot softer. Oh, but we I'm didn't so, know that. We yeah, the, the second one was scary until it hit, and then you're like, "Oh, it's just totally rotted." The first <laughs> one wasn't really scary because I couldn't see what was happening, and then all of a sudden, just bam! <laughs> I didn't know what was happening. When the other one, like worst nightmare, a tree is literally falling on the windshield, sort of deal. <laughs> so. Caitlin, I gotta ask, since you drive a TJ and I had a JK at one point, how many windshields have you gone through? Uh, just one. That's it? Yeah, that's it. God. Just that's impressive. Yeah. My JK was it went factory through factory one to begin with, though? Uh, no, I don't believe it was factory. Gotcha. So, there you go. So probably on three. <laughs> You're right. And that's because they're flat, right? Yeah, they're not so as strong. What happened on mine was I picked up like just a little chip in it from a truck I was following, and it was super cold out that weekend or one of the weekends, and I just put my finger on it right after it cracked because I was like, "Lol," and it just like spider webbed across the whole windshield. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that was good. I miss that JK. I should have never sold it. That thing fucked. You just. I don't think you would look right in a JK. I can't imagine that. I'm glad you got rid of it. It he oddly fit it though. Uh, fitted. He fitted. 
He fitted. He fitted. I had that thing for what? Make fun of my speech impediment. <laughs> How long did I have that thing for? A solid two or three years? Yeah, yeah. I'd say two to three years. That thing was cool. A lot of good memories in it. I want to say you got that shortly after we went to Roush after high school, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, because that was when I... That was right before we did the rear main and the oil pump in my Cherokee. Because I started then, losing oil pressure. Then, yeah, definitely two to three years. I should probably do that before mine explodes. It Your is windshield. advisable. No, my, my pump... Because honestly, with the amount of glitter that I found in my oil filter, I couldn't imagine what's on the actual pickup. Of no, the... just just run it till it blows. It's what we do here. Dude, it's got 117k. Like it shouldn't be blowing up. Come on. I'm gonna laugh it till when it blows. it's got like cracks through cylinders three through five, and there's just like nothing left of that engine at 122,000 miles. It won't be that bad, will it? Yeah, maybe, probably. <laughs> Actually, no, you're probably not wrong. I'm going to put tons under it in 40s and things just going to go. Ooh. But if it does, I would love to see how fast a piston could go through the top of the head and through the fucking uh, hood of the Jeep. Your motor's barely sick. broken in. I don't want to hear it. Just maintain it. It'll be fine. I do maintain it. And it just keeps saying, fuck you, bitch. And then it just Is it starts. 2000? It's an L1. Uh, okay, so it might not have. Uh... 0331 head. It most yeah, likely I has the 0331 head. I don't believe it does. Well, I don't it know when they swapped it. It was, it was the 03. My Jeep was like one of the last production months of the 01 Cherokees. So I have like the newest XJ you can possibly have. I think it was 03. What a flex. <laughs> He's yeah, got the I own the newest Cherokee. of the fucking shit boxes here, man. <laughs> it's got the least miles too. Like, shit. My Jeep's got like yeah. three hundred fucking fifteen thousand on it. Jesus Christ. That's what makes me sad that I'm gonna put Graham's SYE into it. It's just because like, it's like a poopy like old transfer case and then i have this like hot one that's like just out the fucking oven it's like oh okay bye you and then it, parts from my syE in that no one's stopping you yeah but you also have the bigger chain kit and everything you're saying like just take that and swap that over too or you mean just yeah, the syE part not? i don't know because like do i'm i'm retarded i actually haven't opened up a transfer case yet so this will be a new adventure for me so i think i'll uh -huh. be able to yeah. yeah it's uh they're not too bad but you can mess them up Oh, I'm sure I will. Correctly, it'll be fun. <laughs> Actually, these he have spares. I, I may need to. I have a spare one that I'd offer to give you if you break it, but I may need it for the eco box, depending on what's broken oh. in there or what's I, messed up. I get to share. A, uh, I don't want to say retardation moment that I had before Badlands, but here we are. So I'm going to explain it. So. Something that people don't like to mention when you do front stiffeners is you need longer uh, steering box bolts. So, went and got longer steering box bolts. Your boy got too long of steering box bolts. The shank, like the, the like the smooth side of it was, uh, like I'd say about a well, about a three quarters of an inch too long than it should have been. Mm -hmm. And me and Marvell lined it up. Marvell put the bolt in and just sent her in with the half inch. I'm like, huh, that sounded like it was, took a lot of pressure to get that through. I'm like, ah, whatever. 
put the second one in second one went in fine i'm like oh yeah that first one's definitely fucked second one or third one goes in same thing like i mean it was chugging that milwaukee out i'm like huh okay so remember when i was very concerned about my box and all the noises it was making yeah mm. because there yeah. was like maybe I remember when you were concerned about your box and all the noises it was making yes <laughs> oh my god so there two of the three bolts are stripped and the one like and then the all of them only have like a half inch of actual like thread engagement i wasn't gonna tell anybody because i figured the box is just gonna what explode like half so isn't that all the it threads means? those tabs aren't that long no the threads were passed so what happened was is i was then creating threads into the smooth bore of the bolt because the bolts were through the like the, the oh the the shank was too long on the bolt it wasn't threaded <laughs> enough down well, uh -huh. so what you can do because i've i've dealt with similar issues with the the box i have in my jeep now yeah um is you just get a, a get the right size bolt with the right size shank and get a nut and you can't always fit them and you gotta it depends on the the spot on the box that you're putting the hole or putting the nut behind the bolt but mm -hmm. you can through bolt it and put the nut on the other side and hold it in most of the spots i think there's one that doesn't like it but if you yeah. ground the nut down you'd probably be fine so yeah but i'm just gonna get a new box i knew that i like i had i brought a cherokee box with us because i had a feeling that it was just going to rip oh i got the... a feeling yeah that pretty much you have good other than the case uh i mean it's a durango box though it's uh, not a yeah, never mind but like the thing has been it just needs to get like uh tapped out to like half inch over the five eighths um oh no, no no not half inch uh I don't know. Either way, it's got to get tapped to some new bolt size that I'm not bothering with. I'm just going to fucking give it in as a core and just say eat shit. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, because I'm planning on doing the hydro and a steering box brace before Roush, and I want to get the stretch done in the rear with anti-wraps and the SYE before Roush. So not much, but I got to get moving on that. Um, yeah. Exciting stuff. <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to come clean on that because I definitely, I definitely was like, like guessing that my box was gonna rip off on trail. Like I had a very strong feeling, but I'm like it'll be fine, and it was. But yeah, so here we are. Yep. <laughs> I had one questionable bolt, but this is why I have it's the nut good. on the back because I had one that was questionable on my box, and it never went bad, never an issue. Cross threaded or torqued, tight as tight. Yeah, this see, I was, I was down for that until I put the bolt like underneath and then like line it up and realize that it legitimately was like a half inch of engagement. Like, that's not great. So either way. But alrighty, do we want to move on to our next topic? Uh, sure. Do we want to hit on Instagram or would you prefer the other topic? Uh, we could talk about Instagram because I wanted to bring up just social media in general. Uh, not yeah. being so... You're going to be something. the expert or something on that, aren't you? Mm. Uh, well, yeah, we can get into that afterwards if you want. So, uh, yes, yeah, so, fuck it. We'll talk about it now. So I got a job with ACI Performance down in East Windsor, Connecticut. They're an off-road shop. They're not a ratchet. They're not like a like an insane off-road shop, but they do like uh, JKs, Gladiators, Cherokees, TJs, but they don't do like full custom builds. But yeah, I'm going to be their social media and uh, event director. 
for them. So it'd be pretty cool. So I'm, you're going to see my face on their, their social medias. I'll post them. I'll probably post them on my personal page. I'm not going to throw them onto the blue collar off road page, but if you're interested, come check it out. But anyways, um, so w- what do you guys feel? Yeah. Been, finally, dude, I've been looking for a job since fucking March. Like I'm bored out of my mind, but the worst part is, is throughout March or from March to now I've been on the computer. I am now stuck on a fucking computer. <laughs> like it's super weird for me because I've always, always, always yeah, been so a much collar. for blue collar off road. We're more like know. light blue collar off road now. <laughs> it's like 50, 50 here. <laughs> like, I've always been a blue collar boy. Like always dude. All like work and like going Get outside. The fucking desk job with a salary and everything. Dude, yeah. it is it is weird. I had to have a salary. <laughs> Fucked. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm pretty excited for it, but it is gonna be weird for me going from like literally every day busting my ass, sweating my ass off, fucking like coming home feeling like I just ripped my shoulder blade out and being like, All right, drink a beer, take a shower, you'll be fine, go in the next day. So now I'm gonna be making YouTube videos, creating Facebook videos, like it's kinda it's cool because you're a, you're the influencer right it's the it's the millennial job everyone wants if you, you know like yep. stuff. you're not in the the funny part is is you're not wrong this is actually a really big like after finding the job i then did more research onto it actually a really big growing field like there's a lot of companies out there looking for like very experienced people because the older folks like in the owner of aci said it perfectly he's like dude i'm 45 or i think he said 46 he's like i don't give a f- he's like i don't care to know how social media works he's like i just want it to work and i'm like okay so like how much do you want to be involved in this he goes nothing he's like all i'm gonna tell you is when i don't like it and i'm like mint dude i'll take it like i was like that sounds mint to me (laughs) like um but like either way um social media social media with off-roading other than doing with like businesses do you think it's affected it like negatively or like actually has a benefit i mean i I love, I love the idea of Club XJ, but in practice, it's great. In actual execution, dude, they are the biggest cunts on the internet. I swear on everything. Like, well, the original Club XJ got zucked, so now it's like Club XJ Lite. So don't even you can't even compare. You're you're right. Yes, there is no comparison to the original Club XJ. <laughs> um, but like. It is funny. You could go on there and post something like actually asking a genuine question. Is it genuine or genuine? That felt weird coming out of my mouth. Um, genuine, but it's fun. Oh, whatever. Put your own little twang on that. Oh, a situation, you know, <laughs> but um, it's funny because like I saw somebody post. They were like, oh, hey, my Jeep was running down the road. Then just automatic like randomly dies. I like hit my like valve cover with a hammer and then all of a sudden starts running again you get like 10 people who are like hey fucking einstein did you check your flux capacitor is it leaking fucking dick fluid hey, <laughs> i feel like, like that's every car group though yeah <laughs> but like but then there's like two two dudes who are like genuinely like oh hey it could be this i had this problem back in 1984 with my cj and then it translated now to the tjs and blah 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 like it's just it's fucking it, i don't know how do you guys feel about it because i'm like half and half but TikTok, ooh, I'll get into that after. Oh god. I'm not uh, talk about TikTok. You know what? <laughs> Kate's been really quiet for the last couple minutes. Let's throw this one to her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Give us the info. Here's the football. You have the most followers of all of us, probably combined. Other than maybe Cody. I don't know how many followers Cody has. Fifteen, think- but it's fine. 
I'm at 15 too, buddy, so... Oh, whoa! Hold on, I'm about to check. Go ahead, 15. you explain while I check. 1,500, yeah. sorry. Oh, oh. he's gonna... <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. I'm being Caitlyn by 17 followers. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, as the second place uh, contestant in the social media uh, internet points game of life, I guess. Uh, how's how's your experience been? Have you do you do you learn off roading things from social media? So obviously everybody knows that my social media following has grown a lot. Um, I would say it's more or less the people that I follow that make like a big difference in what I kind of understand as far as off-roading. Um, specifically, there's this girl, Yeller Life. Um, I can't recall her name right now, but that's her Instagram handle. And she posts about like all these upgrades that she does to her JK, and it's amazing. She goes step-by-step. Um, her and her boyfriend or husband, um, they have a garage together, they work on Jeeps all the time, and that's definitely been one of the best Instagrams that I've followed so far. Um, I would say I've also kind of gotten ideas for my builds, just from following companies that I like the product of, um, or, you know, in general, say if I get reposted by a page as well. A lot of people with TJs, a lot of people with XJs, they all end up following me and I kind of bridge out from there and I find people that I like to interact with, I guess. So, I mean, honestly, I've learned a ton for sure. Um, just kind of looking out there and following pages that are like, I don't know, New England off-road or, you know, just different pages like that. That. Yeah, I, I think the content you follow definitely influences, uh, you know, what you end up getting from it, right? Right. When I when I'm looking for something I want to follow, it's usually because they've got a crazy build or they do cool stuff or they. I mean, I guess that's just that's why you'd follow anybody on social media. But I usually use it as uh, inspiration for my own stuff, right? Or, um. You know, if I want to be able to reference back to stuff they've done because they do cool work, right? You can kind of take a little bit out of this and that, and you kind of get ideas. So, definitely. I kind of. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say really quick. Um, so that's specifically where I got the idea for the CJ tailgate on my TJ. Um, mm -hmm. I finding like a decently built TJ silver just like mine. That was like, damn, I really like that asked the guy like how he went about doing the conversion, got a bunch of ideas and went from there. And you know, it worked out great so far. It needs some fine tuning, but um you know it's just you dented it already. <laughs> Wait, you actually have it on? Yeah. Where have you been, Richie? <laughs> um he's been at the backyard doing backyard things with little Dicky. What the fuck did that happen? Like it, it, before uh, I left, I was mocking her for the fact that she's got a bolt that fucking the nuts are broke off, so it's like permanently in limbo and just kind of bounces. <laughs> that is my fault. I'll take what? full responsibility. I was and given the noticed. yeah, I was given the opportunity to use a nutsert tool, but I was like, ha! YouTube told me I didn't need that, so fuck that thing. <laughs> and basically, you just buy an oversized nut, put the oversized nut over the. Like you put the insert in, put the oversized nut on, then you put the bolt through, and then you just tighten it down, and pretty much it just forces it to squeeze. 
like and make it bigger. Uh, and yeah, I just I ruined the thread, and that's work. all my fault. Yeah, it's yeah. fine though. But it's it's like seven out of eight, so like I did all right. Yeah, right. just <laughs> now what you should right. do is the same level of evil that I was going to do to you, and cut the bolt off, then take a punch, knock the bolt into the tailgate. So every time she goes around a corner, the bolt rattles around in there. <laughs> is it in the tailgate or is it in the uh, body? Like, okay. Yeah. So yeah. I was honestly, I was thinking about just cutting it off and then like crazy gluing it onto it because then you'd never know. Yeah. I, I like the tailgate. Thank you. Now, before you take a picture, do you have to push that bolt in so it looks flush? Uh, it generally sit fairly flush. No, she takes pictures <laughs> with it loose. Hey. Sometimes you gotta take pictures with it flapping in the breeze. Some of the best pictures of me are from Badlands in my Rhodesian short shorts. So, you know, hey, it's okay. <laughs> so, I'm gonna interject here with a little bit of my take on social media. I... What take? You call people pine cones and get fucking banned. I don't know. Fuck you. <laughs> I saw somebody Somebody actually said that. Like, I saw that in another... I forget what group it was. Somebody said they called something or someone a pine cone. And I was like, that's how you get banned. Why are you still here? <laughs> <laughs> you guys literally saw it happen. You watched me go from the seven-day Facebook ban to the 14-day Facebook ban to the fucking lifetime ban for calling people fucking pine cones crazy um, it's, it's not like you were even saying anything like a pine cone or some shit like that you were okay. legitimately just saying pine cone bleep um so yeah no apparently calling people pine cones is a problem but my other take on social media is i don't like it because it feeds i hate to say this but like uh an attention span problem so, for example, I can go through and, um, back in the old days, oh yeah, but back when Naxtra was a big thing and Pirate 4x4 was a big thing, you would read through people's full posts and, like, look at what they were doing, whereas nowadays it's super condensed into, like, a couple of pictures and maybe a paragraph, whereas before it would be almost a full-page essay on how they did what they did. Which I think is part of what helped me to become what I am when it comes to building Jeeps. Is like, I've got a lot of that stuff cataloged upstairs. And now I look at social media and I'm just like, oh, okay, I don't care what you're doing. Fuck you. Goodbye. Or I care about what you're doing. That's cool. I like the way you set up those tabs. I'll just snapshot that in my memory and that's it. I, it, it like kind of removes some of the conversation from it, if you will. And like you were talking about with Club XJ, you get people on there that just don't know any better. And like the people we referenced earlier in this episode, uh, that dude on 31s that was like, if you can't make it up that on 40s, you shouldn't be driving a Jeep at all. Well, no, dude, it was like a rainstorm and, you know, we're talking and about that video crawling. did no justice. Yeah, we're they talking about do. crawling four foot tall rocks here. We're not talking about like you know baby steps. Like, uh, I'm sorry. But then also, your property, Richie, is kind of you know 
with all the dirt and stuff over all the rocks and with how slick it is just on a day-to-day basis like you can get a picture of something and it'll look like it's on flat ground yeah you'll be going nowhere you know in the picture it looks like it's easy and then you actually get there and are hitting it even regardless of what your tires are one of the best examples of this and actually showcasing how it actually looks is fmg beans video at my house yep the rocks actually looked like fucking rocks yeah no little bumps it's it's getting better and we uh uh we all noted that it was you know it it looked weird on on video because pictures doesn't do it justice but that video the way it was there's a different shots that he actually used in that video were pretty good they uh they showcased it well i kept crawling around on the ground i'm not gonna lie one thing that i will say that's kind of I I don't know how to phrase this properly, but, like, I'm not trying to suck Caitlyn's metaphorical 8-inch peener here, or fucking Mark Nibbs' uh, dick, but their Jeeps look very proportional for the tire size that they advertise them at, and so then when you see them on the rocks, they actually look like what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, Mark's Jeep does a really good job because of how wide it is and how obviously big the tires are compared to your rig or my rig, Graham, where our tires are sucked in. Oh, yeah. And just got, like, looks... the fucking fenders completely chopped out of it. They don't look like they're that big, but Mark's rig looks fucking massive on camera. Mm-hmm. That was a really sick lightning flash, and I'm totally sorry to derail, but, like, your whole room just lit up. I know, I know. <laughs> it's been going off all night. <laughs> sorry about that. Um, but, yeah, no, like, when you start seeing that, it's really cool. So, mm-hmm. Proportions is a big thing, and it's actually... Uh, it's funny you mention that, because throughout my Jeep's entire... Uh, life, I've always had issues getting the proportions right. It's just the the things that I would you know would do to it, and even now I'm not happy with you know how how the rear axle sits in the back of it. Like it just aesthetically is never. It's always bugged me. Just never sat well with me. And I feel like my tire combination plus whatever lift and suspension I've got going on, it's just always looked wrong, and it's just always in a position that's just. N- visually not that great it works fine it just has never looked good to me it you know was really annoying to me i caught all that shit out of my jeep and i moved my rear axle back like i think it was six or seven fucking inches and it's like wow this thing looks like it's actually factory proportion now for yeah. the entire <laughs> size i'm like how the fuck does this work out this is i'm bad at math but like I'm sitting at a 111-inch wheelbase on a Cherokee that left the factory at 101. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> kind of need to do with the tires and stuff. I don't know. They just look better that way. Right? So, my axe is too far. My rear is too far forward. Needs to go back. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know. And yours is back about an inch, if I remember right. I've got a little bit of a, a pushback, but not a lot. I'd, Speaking of a little know. pushback, I think that's a perfect segue into asking Caitlin what she looks for on the trail in a spotter. Oh, I was going to talk about TikTok. Oh, TikTok can fucking wait. <laughs> no, 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 no. That one can wait. Okay. <laughs> what do you look for in a spotter? As a, a I don't, I don't, 
what not do we, as call, a, we call you? A novice a, wheeler? Yeah, we'll right. take it. Okay. Not Cody. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to hit that later, but... <laughs> I'm a great spotter. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> well, you know, if you check Cody's Instagram, you can see a video of me yelling at him because he keeps telling me to go passenger or driver or something of the <laughs> But he's telling, like, he's telling me the opposite way to go, and I'm going where I'm going. He's like, "Why are you doing that?" Yeah, it's pretty funny. Anyway, <laughs> you angry clap dad. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I'd say starting off, um, you know, the past couple of years, I've kind of learned. Um, I don't know. It's definitely been nerve wracking going out on the trails and everything. But I have to say the thing that I look for the most is confidence in my spotter because I want to feel like, okay, they're going to spot me up in the right direction and I'm not going to fuck my shit up. Um, so, like, don't let Graham drive into trees and have them fall on him and go right. running paranoid because you're watching a six foot six. Well, that was down. no spotter was telling me which way, which way my wheels were pointed. And mm-hmm. uh, I had my doors on and such, and I couldn't see. And, and here, it was it was slightly driver mod though, because you were just giving it the onion and not giving a fuck. So like nobody was willing to stand in the proper spot for you to hear them. So we were all just like the peanut gallery. Turn left, turn <laughs> left, like, and and then you just didn't. So we're all like, all right, time to move out of the way. Like, let him do his thing, and then wham. To be fair, though, he did turn left, just not left enough. I'm Uh, like over there trying to signal him to go left, and like every time he's hitting it, he's doing what I'm doing with the signals. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess he can see me. And I'm like, yeah, hit it that way. And he's like, hit it, okay. (laughs) 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 And then that tree tried to hit me. (laughs) But as you're saying, babe? So. I'd say confidence and patience, for sure. Um, Being a kind of an experienced wheeler, if you will, obviously I'm going to make mistakes. It's just is what it is. We all learn from it. So I'd say those are definitely the the two things that I look for in a spotter. And I think that if somebody's spotting me and doesn't have those two things, that I'm going to make it verbally known that hey can someone else spot me because i'm not feeling too great about this one i kind of feel good about the fact that that never happened to me well it's never happened with me either she just forcefully ejects <laughs> me out the fucking area because she's just like and i'm like cool bye like <laughs> so well, but- that's another thing too is as a driver like it's easy to get frustrated if you're in a spot that you can't get out of. I, it happens to me occasionally. Uh, you, either your spotter just won't be doing what you want them to do, or you know they won't be giving you the information that you think you need, and uh, you, you won't be making any progress, and uh, that can also make things end poorly. So it's definitely, you gotta have the right dynamic between a driver and spotter and you know, mm-hmm. to get uh, you know, the communication across, because depending on where you are and the conditions it can yeah especially those stupid rock gardens like the dumb rock gardens that people just don't think you need the assistance and then you just keep getting fucked by something so simplistic 
And then you're just like, can somebody just fucking direct me? Like, I just need some input. I cannot see where my massive dong of a fucking diff in my Dana 50 is hitting. Like, can somebody just help me? And then we what come over. What are you talking over. about? I can figure, I usually can navigate the 50 through. It's the Sterling that always fucks me. No, um, I guess you're right, actually. I think no, it is. It's always the Sterling. It's always snagging on things. Yeah. Because those rear tires, I always air them down to like, way too low and then they've got no pressure and the, the axle sitting at all times like five inches off the closest rock yeah and, uh yeah it's so i'd say one of my biggest downfalls with caitlin and me trying to teach caitlin how to wheel or how to spot her is like i i actually it's funny i just spoke about this the other day when i was talking with buckley and like why sometimes i get frustrated with him is because when i when i want somebody to do the best they can or to like to have the best possible outcome it frustrates me when somebody just fizz like just can't do it or isn't doing it so i get frustrated really quickly and like with her i try my best to keep not my temper but just like my my tone i guess is like the biggest thing for it is like my tone of just like hey do this and if i say in like a weird way she claps back because she thinks i'm just being an asshole so I think that's a big part of it as well. It's just like, it's not necessarily just how you're taking it. It's how I'm putting it out as well. So God, that felt, Oh, that sounded so gross after I said it, but you know what I mean? English. I'm bad. <laughs> but I mean, I, I can definitely agree with that. Like getting information from a spotter, you have to Richie, uh, mute. Uh, you have to, <laughs> You gotta, you gotta trust the person that's guiding you. You have to trust that they know what they're supposed to be, do, like what they're supposed to tell you. Um, so if you have like that one ounce of doubt, or it just starts to get skewed, everything goes to shit really quickly, for sure. Yeah. And usually, I mean, you don't always need a spotter uh, to be heavily spotted through some things, but when you do need a spotter, and you're in a position where, you know, if you know it's the spotters either going to determine whether you make it up the obstacle or if you're going to be sitting there for half an hour or if you're broken or if you're on your lid, right? It it, it definitely is a, a nice mental boost when it seems like they're giving you forward progress and you're not just sitting there, right? Mm -hmm. It's all, it's... On it's, a side note the, to that, major shout out to Timmy Clark because that dude is probably the best spotter I've ever wheeled with. Wow. Some high wow. regards. Butter. Because he'll be like, yeah, dude, your tire's like three feet in the air. Just cut a little left and pin it. You're good. <laughs> Just like as nonchalantly as possible. And then you watch the video and you're like, what? <laughs> good dude. Sorry. Yeah, it definitely, it's the experience that makes a spotter good. You don't have to necessarily know exactly how one rig works, but... If you sort of know the obstacle, I know obstacles change all the time, and you know, you know the basic, if you can see how things are generally going for that rig, and you know, for rigs usually that go up an obstacle, well, if, familiar, like, ugh, familiar, like, familiar, Whoa. oh my Whoa. god, I can't say it, familiarity, oh, oh god, we'll take it, we'll take, we'll take that one, uh, if you're familiar with the obstacle and the rig that's going up it you got a, a lot of you know extra 
brain cells on your side of the court. I don't know where I was going with that, but it definitely <laughs> helps, right? Because you can kind of predict what's going to happen. If you know the obstacle and you know the rig, or even if you don't know the rig, but you can assess the rig quickly, you're going to be able to be like, all right, you need to do this. This obstacle likes to throw people to the left, so you're going to want to cut your wheel to the right really hard right here. And when you start getting into it, you got to give it a little bit more than you feel like you would need to, and you'll make it. Yep. That kind of thing right there is priceless. Right. And I have to say, too, um, for one of the Backyard Bull events, I believe it was at Battlegrounds, if I'm not mistaken, um, I was kind of volunteering to be a gunner for the green trails there. And that was kind of my first time wheeling by myself. And obviously, green's really not that difficult, but it was still kind of one of those things to where I felt comfortable because I knew who I was going out with. And I was able to communicate with people. Walkie-talkies oh, are oh, like... are you talking about... Um, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to talk over you too bad. But are you talking about Badlands... Or not Badlands. Um, Brookridge. 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 Yeah, yeah, I was spotting the Reds that day. And I felt the exact same way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It was nice to at least go out with a group that I felt comfortable with. I believe Sean was the, uh, the person leading everybody through the green. So, you know... I mean, I just say, you know, emphasize on the fact that go out with people you're comfortable wheeling with, um, especially if you're newer. It's it's makes it a lot more comfortable, especially if you're going into trails you've never been on before. Um, even if they greens, it's, you know, kind of the unknown that I think draws a lot of people away from from going out. So, yeah, I mean, there's, you know, there's there can be a lot of anxiety involved with taking your driver that you just drove however many hours or miles to this property to use it and i mean assuming you built it correctly there should be no anxiety because nothing should break because you built the perfect rig right but it's uh it doesn't always go that way and there's always it, it must be nice to live in graham world i know i know i know graham it's like world. you have a reliable rig that shows up gets down to fuck no, it's, strippers, it's the anxiety just wears off. off of the you know, it's it's. I, I was talking about building a perfect rig. <laughs> it, it, it's, <laughs> by it's far from perfect. When you have to hold the EcoBox shifter in gear, uh, when you're go doing anything uh, because it wants to pop out of gear, uh, it's not a good time. But it. I mean, the we're anxiety... at like four episodes of you talking about that, so that's a solid month worth of content, and that I know. means that I need... there's been like a month worth of you not fixing your shit. I at least have the excuse because I'm that working I don't on other own a Jeep anymore. And I'm about <laughs> to be working on your shit. I don't know where I'm going to fit the EcoBox coming out of my Jeep and so, uh, I don't think into before be Roush. It's right got to happen. <laughs> Dude, I don't even own a Jeep at this point. I'm literally just the hired peanut gallery. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have a Jeep. Didn't even build one. <laughs> doesn't even own a Jeep. <laughs> I haven't seen it in like 45 days, man. Wow. I don't even know if it exists. Probably doesn't. It's probably been cut up. Oh, speaking oh, yeah, of which, I, I totally farted parts. that out. Hell yeah. Can I have the coilovers? <laughs> Do you have its old yet? Are already gone. Damn. Damn. Uh, can I have the four link again? Because that like no. took so much time and effort to try and get in there. 
I'm gonna <laughs> laugh when that thing fucks me in the ass because I fucked up the four link. When it's when it's bad and it performs yes. horribly, that's gonna be oh. upsetting. <laughs> oh no! Have to redo oh, the whole thing. Maybe we should leave the floor out so when it's bad, you can redo it. <laughs> <sighs> no, because then it definitely would never get a floor. <laughs> it's sort of like a stock car right now. Like if you just left it and uh, <laughs> just put the you know fix the fenders and put the taillights on it, it'd just be like a a box with the bottom side on over the top of the, the <laughs> drivetrain. So you know, I gotta I gotta ask because this is a really common sentence tonight. You got the video of it. What was your first you impression every time, of? By the way, yes, gotta ask. I gotta ask. It's your, um, like, go-to. Yeah, it's my go-to. <laughs> I'm not very smart. I'm literally only good at making metal draw. Um, what was your first impression of us at Backyard Built? Because we've heard Cody's tale on this, but, uh, <laughs> no. Banging rev limiter in parking lots and whatnot. <laughs> right. Um, so I definitely remember meeting you guys. I could tell you that. <laughs> um, I remember you in specific, Luke. Um, I didn't know that the buggy was your at the time so kind of looking back i'm like oh okay that's great kind <laughs> of connecting two and two um but i don't know i just you guys seemed like you're a lot of fun you seemed like a really good group of guys and i mean from what i understand the conversation that we all had not really sure what it pertained to but, but uh, what i was were sorry what i was trying to get at is what happened the first time you met us Oh, well, you flopped, so... <laughs> In the parking lot. <laughs> right, right. That... Oh, no, it was from the par the view of the parking lot. You weren't on a trail, but there was a boulder. You didn't just flop on the background. <laughs> it's a nice boulder. <laughs> it's a nice boulder. I'm gonna put my Jeep on its side. Uh, it's, it's just still so funny to me because... <laughs> there was nothing to it like it didn't get him anywhere it didn't do any like it just literally was a fucking rock mass that he just tried to go over and it just didn't work like <laughs> tell me that is not the perfect analogy for my personality so, though yes. that's true that is true so was there a reason for going over the rock or just you felt like it I was bored and waiting for Colin okay <laughs> what was Colin doing he blew an MTR. Oh, of course so, he did. <laughs> we were getting oh, the spare man. tire, and I got bored. And one of his, <laughs> or one of Colin's buddies, was like, "Dude, you can totally make this." And I'm like, "I don't think so." And he's like, "You're just being a pussy." Okay, I'm gonna hit it with my purse. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I let that 318 eat <laughs> and ate my side. And fucked up my back. It was a good day. Um, yep. So another question I have is. Not trying to be like. Because you've been hanging out with us for so long. How's it been watching my Jeep go from like. Where it was when you first started hanging out with Blueberry. Where it was like literally. What? not even lifted yet when you guys first started coming down. I can't remember if my Jeep was running when I put Cody's locker in. Yeah, jerk him off. Tell him how big his Jeep is now. Do it. Do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Stroke me. Cody. 
Uh, I mean, it's it's been awesome to kind of be right alongside of you and just watch you put all these parts into them. And, you know, you're super excited about super proud and it's awesome kind of being friends with somebody that puts so much effort into something and then fucking destroys it once <laughs> and then they're like you know what i didn't like how it performed so i'm gonna freaking tear everything apart and start all over again <laughs> and the reason that i asked about that is because the first time that you guys pulled up in that tj it was bone stock stock steering stock everything and now I'm really happy to see it rolling around, even though I'm no longer there on at least respectable build parts. I'm going to continue to mock you until the cows come home for the fact it doesn't have a Spartan or an Aussie up front, at least. But, you know. <laughs> it's fine. We'll get also, there. the headlights are on backwards. The headlights are not on backwards. I actually like it. They're like read by Braille and figure out which way you need to run away from the driver. (laughs) (laughs) You just gotta touch the headlight and it's like arrow that way and then you realize you gotta run the fuck away. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they are on backwards from the diagrams that are on website. not. How does so, that? Uh, I gotta Google this now. Google it. I'm not even kidding. What are the name of your headlights? They're an, they're odd looking, honestly. Like I don't know how I feel about them. They're uh, it's to describe them to people listening. It's like a a it's a square or jeez, no, that's a Cherokee. It's a round like black anodized plate. Maybe yep. that's too much and then it's it's maybe it's not anodized i don't know it's black and it's got little leds in it like not a lot of them just a couple and they're arrows it's in an arrow shape with a line and it's um i don't know how the beam pattern on that works but they work really fucking well which is surprising oh so i got them here so yes okay what so they, the called? Phone, they are uh arrow headlights Ah, very creative name. Seven-inch arrow headlights for a Jeep Wrangler. Holy shit, these ones are $480, and those are not the ones that Caitlin has. So I was going to say, the really expensive ones, like the really good brand, I can't remember the name at the moment, $900. What? What? $100, and I got the Amazon knockoffs for, I think, like $120. They're still kicking. Right. They're the Athery brand on Amazon. Honestly, highly recommend. The only thing is that the pods went out at one point. You just kind of got to slap them around a little bit, and then they come back. Jesus. <laughs> oh, so yeah, the arrow is supposed to face inwards, huh? Yes. Yeah. Uh, That's like kind of lame. You want to be cross-eyed, not like low-eyed. <laughs> I don't know what. You, what's that. Wait, the, the opposite direction. We should probably fix that. It's probably weird. Like the uh, the the light projection must be the wrong. Like as Graham pointed out earlier, it it's definitely not the right way. Then, like, you know, so <laughs> I got a simple solution for you. I bought this really really fancy flashlight called a Surefire 600 series. Just duct tape two of them to the front of the Jeep. They light up like 700 yards in front of you, or not 700 yards, 700 feet in front of you. This probably wouldn't be very Instagram approved. 
Uh, <laughs> well, it's brighter than any LED pod that I've ever used. And they come with really sick CR123 batteries, so you can just recharge them. It's great. I got one that tops that. Harbor Freight, their uh, Quantum series for their flashlights, they have this giant meat stick of a flashlight <laughs> that I shit you not, you turn that thing on when you're standing in the dark, and all of a sudden you are standing in the sun. So how big of a girthy meat stick are we talking about? Are we talking at least eight inches? Um, no, I'm, 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 I'm saying it's, it is the Bubba at the jail sale. Solid, swaying at least 12. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm sorry, Uh, my filter has been deactivated today and I can't help it. That's all right. There's one thing that I... Oh, Oh, sorry. sorry. The realization that you're, like, literally stuck working 90 hours straight for a week is slightly soul-crushing. Welcome to plow season. (laughs) That's normal. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. I guess. Uh, Well... So something that I didn't get to mention when we were talking about the uh, the Instagram thing was Caitlin's followers are very interesting. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know if we got to touch on it, but like there's times where like she'll post something and she'll have six people who will message her and be like, hey, I had this exact problem. This is how you fix it. But then there'll be like three dudes who are like super sketchy about it who like like what Jeep lift is that? Or like, how high is Jeep? I think is one of my, her most recent ones. <laughs> and she was just like two and a half. And it was like, then he like slowly tried to like transition into, oh yes, the the alternator is circle or something. Like I don't know if he just couldn't speak English or just didn't know what he was trying to say. But it was like, there's not, there's so many just weird people that come out of the woodworks when they see a girl has a Jeep. Like right. my favorite. My favorite thing is the guys that slide into her DMs and say some like crazy shit. So she sends it to me and then I copy and paste it onto their comment. Like, or like I'll go onto their Instagram, find a picture, and then the exact comment that they wrote to her, I'll say to them just as like a little like poke fun. It's great. It's a good time. I think my favorite one of those was uh, she had one of them where it was like something overtly sexual and i like slid into their dms because i was in a shitbag mood and was like hey baby can you send bobs and vagine for me <laughs> and like, who are you and i'm like i saw you hitting on her i wanted to hit on you <laughs> let's go bubba i see you're in bristol you're like 12 miles away we can get some slam pig action going on <laughs> and he blocked me and deleted me there. Oh, I've also man, done that with it. my girlfriend's followers. Because that happens to my girlfriend, too. And she's like the absolute like quietest saint that you'll ever meet. <laughs> what are you saying? Caitlin's not a saint? <laughs> I'm saying that Caitlin is loud. If you're yeah. talking about my girlfriend, my girlfriend is quiet as a church mouse. So like, That is true. When that happens to her, you know, you gotta be like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> True. 
That is true. Where uh, your girlfriend takes like the opposite approach, just like I'm just gonna ignore it. Or Kayla's like, I'm gonna go find this bitch, this dude's fucking wife. I'm gonna send him all these pictures and be like, fuck <laughs> you, you got kids. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> uh, no, one of the people that contacted her got a picture of my testicles and anus. <laughs> oh my god! As a reply from her, so. She's not the Oh my lord. (laughs) Jesus Christ. And got Uh, rid of that problem real quick. Jeez. Oh, that's just funny. On the note of getting pounded in the ass, uh, you want to talk about manual swapping and (laughs) X-Jenny? I mean... (laughs) What a great transition. How much have we covered already? What's our time step? Uh, we're somewhere around an hour and 30. I mean, do <laughs> you want to save that for another episode? Because I feel like that's a wicked good episode that we can, or something that we can get deep into, or we can get into it now if you want. What are you thinking? I got plenty of time tonight, so like, if you want to get into that, I'm sure, because Caitlin was down there for that, because that was one of your guys' first introductions and first photo ops was me stalling the shit out of it. Although, probably the best picture of my Jeep ever came out of that. Or, of me and my Jeep. I should say. Back before it was, uh, like, not yeah, straight. That, your your recent one? Yeah. That yeah. that picture was actually kind of quality. I don't look like a shitbag in it. Which is rare. Yeah. I'm, like, literally <laughs> a human trash can at this point, so... Well, it's up to you well, guys. I would just—I'd hate to cut that topic short just because we're running long. But I'm—I'm I'm down to go into it for sure. Well, I'm sure. No, that I Tish think has I think we should save it. it. I right. think it's that's definitely one that we want to hit at another time. So, you want to hear more about how to manual swap a Cherokee and all the shortcomings and pitfalls you're gonna run into? Uh, I think we'll we'll hit that in another Tune episode. Tune into forty-one. Yep. Ooh. So, on that note, since we covered uh, quite a bit tonight, I would say any final thoughts? No, I think we're good. All right. Well, in that case, uh, be careful whose girl you message. You might end up with a picture of balls and ass. And um... <laughs> hey, not the ass you were hoping for. <laughs> <laughs> Poor well, the hairy one. Messaging a girl, you're not looking for balls. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and remember, they're not called genital grabbers for no reason. Oh. Have a good night.